This is the Call to Service podcast, a place where service missionaries share their testimonies and experiences as they offer service to the one, just as Jesus Christ did. I'm your host, Macy Herbert. This is season one, episode four of the Called to Service podcast, and I'm here today with Elder Kramer. Hi, Elder Kramer. Howdy. So where are you from, Elder Kramer? So I am from McCammon, Idaho. It's a small town south of Pocatello. Um, and I'm in, I'm serving in the Soto Springs Service Mission, and I've uh been serving in this mission for about uh, two months, but uh, before that, I was a proselytizing missionary in Gilbert, Arizona for about a year. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so you went from proselyting to service, and when did you transfer? I transferred in March. Okay. Awesome. So not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And um, for, we haven't really talked about the Soda Springs service mission on the podcast yet, even though it's also the mission that I served in, but maybe tell everybody the area that like that mission covers. Okay. So our, our area goes from uh, the Marsh Valley area uh, across uh, Lava Hot Springs, Soda Springs, um, over um, into Montpelier, uh, down into uh, Lake Town, Utah, covers that Bear Lake area, um, then goes over into Wyoming, like Cokeville, and uh, the Star Valley area as well. And it's it's a lot of rural community and a lot of hard work, but um, we're able to do a lot of fun service. Yeah, you guys put a lot of miles on your vehicles, right? Definitely. <laughs> and the mission covers three states, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wyoming, Utah, Idaho. Awesome. So um, do you serve with a companion? Um, I you- am assigned a companion. Mm-hmm. I actually have two. Um, but... As a service missionary, I don't have to uh, be around them 24-7 like a proselytizing missionary. Awesome. That's so cool. So what do you do with your companions when you are, like, with them, I guess? Um, That's a good question. Because <laughs> when we are around each other, I mean, yeah, it it's kind of... I don't know, an assigned, like, okay, this is your companion, but we don't really, I don't know, we don't really, like, hang out a ton, mm-hmm. uh, even as a mission, um, but we we do do uh, pers- or not, per- we do personal study, but we also do, or try to do uh, companionship study, and uh, talk about what we studied or study the book of mormon or come follow me stuff like that awesome so they're mostly just like a study buddy right yeah yeah cool that's so fun um 
So what was it like for you? Uh, maybe you could share just as much as you would like. Um, it's totally up to you. But uh, your experience throughout your mission. And do you feel like your mission has changed you? And if so, how? Very good question. Um, I would say that, well, I guess I will start with my mission and how that's going. Um, <clears throat> so I was called, as I said, to the Gilbert, Arizona mission. Um, I thought it was a little funny because I have some family down there. Um, and I went out and it was amazing. But some things came up and I had to come home for about uh, three months, I think. And, um, and it was the best thing ever because when I went back out, I, I was able to do what I could as a proselytizing missionary, but something didn't feel right. Um, I wasn't able to, I guess, teach or talk or interact socially with a lot of people. Um, I, I was also struggling a bit with depression and, um, anxiety that I didn't know I had because mm -hmm. I didn't know what anxiety felt like. I, I was like, what is this feeling I'm having? But, um, I was having these struggles and I didn't know how to, how to deal with it. I was talking with counselors and I talked with my mission president and he, he asked me, have you considered a service mission? And I, I considered it before, but it was a little odd to have my current mission president ask me that. So mm -hmm. I prayed a lot and I fasted a lot as well. And it came to the conclusion of that this is something that God needs me to do because I didn't want it to be me coming home again for certain reasons i needed to know that that was something i needed to do and i got that confirmation and sure enough i'm i i'm here <laughs> and i can i can definitely testify that this is where i need to be um i'm able to be helping uh, friends family neighbors um people i don't even know um i'm I love cars and I, I can fix things. So whenever I see a car on the side of the road, I'm able to pull over and help them. Um, and it is, it has been phenomenal. But to answer the second question of has the mission changed me? I'd say definitely. Before the mission, I, I didn't realize this, but I, I would only go to sacrament meeting for my YSA or I, I would shy away from saying prayers, or I, I wasn't super active or proud of uh, being a member. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, but now uh, reading the scriptures every day, praying multiple times a day, and learning uh, how the Spirit speaks to me, I... I'm a totally different person, I'd say, but yeah. That's phenomenal. I felt the spirit so strong as you were sharing that. 
And I hope that our listeners can too. Um, I definitely found similar experiences in my own mission. So thank you for sharing that. That's so awesome. Um, can you think of um, specific experiences that you've had to share the gospel or to share the love of God with, with those that you're serving in your service mission? Yeah, definitely. Um, my personality, I guess to start out with, is pretty quiet, um, very thoughtful, um, thoughtful as in thinking and, um, and it seems to attract people who, who are rather down or have problems and they're able to talk to me about that. And I may be working on their lawnmower or, um, planting flowers and they're talking to me about their problems at at the same time and I didn't ask but mm -hmm. I I feel honored that they're able to feel comfortable enough to be able to share their thing their thoughts and feelings with me and I mean I'm no counselor but I'm able to feel the spirit and I'm able to uh, rather give feedback or um, let's see I'm able to help them feel God's love because when I serve I'm able to feel God's love for them and that is definitely something special um, and I I pray every day that those that I serve will be able to feel that love that Heavenly Father has for them um, so I guess there's there's one example. That's a beautiful example. Uh, I think it really illustrates how service missionaries are placed in unique positions and opportunities that members or proselyting missionaries or um, just other members of the church might not be able to get into. Um, and... Heavenly Father is definitely putting those service missionaries, placing you guys where he needs you to minister to the one. And that's so cool. I love how um, I would always remember Sister Lancaster saying how service missionaries were opening doors and getting in places um, where otherwise it might be harder to get in. And that is so phenomenal to see the way that the Lord is working to gather Israel in very unique ways that we wouldn't have imagined ourselves. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, just to conclude, would you like to share like your favorite mission scripture or quote? You probably don't have like a whole lot of access to it. Um well, there's so many. Um, you know, there is a a talk that I like to quote a lot, and this this is I, I looked it up on the BYU site. It is one of the most reviewed talk, and it is "His Grace is Sufficient" by Brad Wilcox. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's so much gold in that. 
And one one of the things that comes to mind is um, how can how can we expect to be pianists when we don't practice uh, mm -hmm. throughout life? Um, we go through struggles, we go through hard times, and we mess up. And sometimes we throw in the towel and say, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through this. But that is, that's the point. When you practice piano, the goal for your first time touching the keys isn't to play at Carnegie Hall or fail. It is to day-by-day day practice. And this also ties in with President Nelson's talk of daily repentance. Because we make daily mistakes, we must daily repent. So that as we practice, that we can become pianists. And that we can share our music with others. And it's... It's been great being able to share that talk uh, with others and them under helping them understand that Christ is with us. We aren't trying to catch up to him for the finish line, but he is with us, helping us get to the finish line. He is our fuel source. He is not a booster engine. It, he is the reason we're able to do live this life to the fullest that was beautiful very well said and that hope i mean that makes so much sense in my head <laughs> um and perhaps because the spirit was there to help me understand it too but um <laughs> what a beautiful analogy that you shared with us thank you so much um well i think that's that's all of the questions I have for you, but would you like to end with your testimony or anything else that you'd like to share? Sure. Um, I guess just my brief testimony of Christ, uh, because one thing that I struggled with in high school was priorities. And because in seminary, you could give the answers off the top of your head, easy, saying, oh, yeah, read, pray, go to church. Like, oh, yeah, when you're faced with this trial, this is how you answer. When someone asks if you want to vape or smoke, you say no. But when you get away from that, that warmth that you feel in seminary or fireside or church or general conference, for some reason, when we get away from that warmth, it, the strength it takes to answer in the correct way is a lot harder, I'd say. And in high school, my priorities weren't straight. And I asked myself one day of, what are my priorities? Is And I would give the correct answers of, okay, God, Jesus Christ, Holy Ghost, go to church, family, friend, and but no, I, I was honest with myself of, okay, I am actually putting cars, career, school, 
okay, and then family, then friends. And church and God were a lot lower than I thought they were. And I told myself, I need to make changes. And ever since then, I've been able to bring Christ more into my life. I started with reading at least one verse a day. And that, that changed everything. I, I prayed every night. I, and it wasn't a full five-minute prayer, and it doesn't need to be, but just doing the small things of going to all my meetings, reading as much as I could, and actually reading, not just skimming through the verse, but actually putting the characters into my mind and understanding who those characters were. And then praying to God like he was sitting next to me. And that he he is our father. And being able to do that, I am, like I said before, I'm a totally different person. And I've been able to have the blessing to share this with people in Arizona, people here. And I sure hope that it changes their lives like it changed mine. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. And in the meantime, go out and serve the one just as Jesus Christ did. Bye.